Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. One of our, uh, you know, I hate to say most popular, but but stats-wise, download-wise, comments-wise, one of the episodes with the biggest reaction, I guess I'll go with that, was the episode that we recently had about a month ago where we went over Stephen uh, taking a big loss on his Trade Zero account, which was a, a smaller account that he had opened kind of specifically to make some of these short trades. And uh, ultimately, he did blow up that account. Now, it didn't blow up his overall trading. It was just, I think he had about a 1000 bucks in there or something like that, which this is part of trading. And, and, and we talked about it in that episode. But kind of the reason I bring it back up is we were getting ready to record the episode today. And, um, you know, we, we kind of like to pick... We like to rip the headlines from the from the newspaper and we talk about topical current events. And unfortunately, the current event of today is Stephen's taking a, taking another big loss on, uh, you know, and, and I'm going to I'm going to he's my buddy. Um, I, I, I like to think I'm a little bit of a mentor to him. I'm going to I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to coach him up here. But but there's a lot of mistakes that, uh, that that we talk about a lot that, that, that he made on this trade and, and he kind of knows better. So there's the introduction. Stephen, kind of bring us up to where we are today. Maybe go over your weekend. Um, kind of sounds like you've had a rough couple of days. So I'm here. You're my buddy. I'm, I'm going to try and lift you up. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a bad start of the year, I guess. But uh, uh, basically... Um, I left a laptop in a taxi. That was a bad start, but I'd like to think that doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, but the bad, the bad thing that happened was uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, stocks that gap up and fail. And, um, and there's not been too many of them. The market's been a bit quiet um, recently. But when I saw, as, as I'd lost in about January, I, in the first week of January, I took, I took about a $3,000 loss. And I spent the rest of January three and a half thousand and I spent the rest of January making it back up and I actually made two thousand two thousand five hundred back of the three thousand dollar loss and I was thinking wow it's it's not bad I've took a loss but I've learned and I've I've grinded it back uh but then uh first that was the like pretty much the first few days of January then the first few days of February uh I saw the stock was it if I can even remember it, it's a what is it now maybe my memory wants to forget about it a a f m d AFMD, yeah, AFMD, and uh, I saw it. I looked at the long-term chart. I thought this is a, a, hor- a horrendous long-term chart. I saw it uh, gapping up near resistance. I thought, brilliant. Now, this is where we're, we're we're going back to last week here. Yeah, just last, so everybody last, knows. Uh, yep, yep. Wednesday, last Wednesday, and uh, I thought, right, it's it's gapping up about thirty percent. It's a typical stock that gaps up and fails with a bad long-term chart. It's a biotech. Uh, the biotech sector is kind of trending downwards at the moment. The markets overall are trending downwards at the moment. Yeah. So, so the initial yeah. trade idea, and as we unpack this, yeah, yeah the the, the initial trade idea, I totally agree with. You know, um, um, again, biotechs are almost all the biotech, the, the the cheap, sketchy biotechs are almost all what I call one and duns. They pop one day and they fade. AFMD. I don't even know if it had news. I don't even think it had news. The the long-term chart was terrible. So going back to last week, great setup and a setup that's been working very well for you. 
Yeah, and it was downtrending pre-market. It, it had like every indicator you could dream of. And I just thought, you know what it is? Um, I made a plan where for the gold setups, I'd go bigger than usual. And, and I was only as, as literally uh, 600 bucks off overall green profitable. I was down about five grand. I made the whole thing back. Uh, I was only 600 bucks off being overall profitable. I was like, right, this is the trade that's going to make us overall profitable. And uh, so I went big on it and I went about um, like seven, eight, nine thousand dollars on it. And normally when I short, I'd go three or four thousand dollars. So I was, I was like double me normal size. Um, and, it, and it worked perfectly. It washed out at the open. It failed at the pre-market. And I just missed me cover order. I just missed some cover orders. Took, uh, I took about 90, 100, 120 bucks. I was up about 600, but the cover orders didn't get hit. I missed them. Uh, so $600 went to a $90 gain. Next thing I knew, it ripped back up. Now, the problem is all of the data that I track suggests that if it ever double bottoms and rips back up, or if it ever washes out holds and rips back up, uh, it's a no trade because uh, there's something up, there's something wrong with it. It doesn't fit the pattern anymore. These can end up squeezing for days. You know, those are the ones that, not, not to get into, I, I often joke, joke about Bigfoot and, and, and aliens, but you, you mentioned that double bottom. Those are the stocks that we say, air quote, they, that somebody is supporting this. Someone's yeah. buying, some, someone's bringing in some, some, some order flow to prop this stock up, to keep it from totally collapsing. Yeah, and, uh, and I thought, you know what it is? This is ridiculous. Um, and I just, when I got back to the 180s and it, and it, didn't, and it didn't break, I just threw like 5,000, 6,000, 8,000, 10,000, 12,000, 17,000. And then my max is in at 17,000. And I was just like... Was so, 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 stop there. Which was, so, which was double me double the double of the, the normal position I take. Yep. So, so, and we're here to learn. I'm not, I'm not going to beat up on you. I know I'll, I'll pick on Steven for his, for his physical fitness routine. I'll pick on him for his, his alcohol abuse as he, as he, I think he just did a shot of whiskey right there. I'll pick on him for a lot of things, <laughs> but, 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 but part of trading is learning from your mistakes. So I'm not going to pick on you, but I want to break these things down so that, that other listeners, I've been there. I've been there. Okay. So I'm not like calling, you know, calling you out, but I want to unpack these things. So you now have a trade that you have recognized is not particularly a good setup. And you've gone into it with, with, with twice your normal position size. Yeah, because uh, it was basically, I just thought, I kind of believe I've missed out on $500 on that washout. And so a little bit of grudge you know trading here. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, look, it's, um, it's got resistance above. It's got long-term resistance above. It's never going to break through that. Uh, and then it, it held all day, and I just thought, you know what it is? I'm going to leave it. And then the next day, it held the next day. I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it. It has so, to come so, down. I recognized it was propped. It was propped big time so, by someone. So we go in, you know, we, we talk about the trade you took on Wednesday. Now you're back in it on Thursday. It's in it's essence, it. it's a, not working on Thursday. Yeah. So, so held it over the weekend. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. so now you've you've got a non-working trade, double your position yeah. size, and you're justifying, and you're like, "Hey, I'm going to give it more time. I'm going to give it more time." Yeah, and sorry, I took the trade on Thursday. I held it on Friday, and then I left it over the weekend. And then over the weekend, I was thanking my stars, thinking, "Do you know what it is? SPY's cracking. Yep, markets uh, are ugly. Yep, cracking. Dow's cracking. The IBB is cracking." This stock, and I, 
she did the research. It needs cash. Uh, it's it's actually it's filled out the the B four two one five B form whatever it is to say that it can do an offering and it's looking to sell shares for one eighty, like about eight million shares. And I was thinking every single indicator, the news was re-released news for a couple of months ago. Yep. And every single indicator is saying this has got to go down, every single one. And then, and then today, it, it just ripped. And I was just like, how is this ripping through support, through uh, resistance? I yeah, couldn't. I mean, and, and this is why, and, and what I want to talk about is, is and this, I talk about this every Friday, you know, in Stocks to Trade Pro, I do a market open and a market close session. And I think sometimes the members might get a little annoyed with me because every Friday afternoon, I have a certain number of things I go over and I tell everybody, if you are short a stock that is not working going into the weekend. Now, if you're up, if you're short this stock and you're yeah. up, you're up a dollar a share, completely different scenario. But if you're holding into the weekend, you're justifying that almost never in my experience, and I've been burned plenty of times, I've put my hand on that stove more times than I can count. It almost never works out come Monday morning. And, and you get these stocks just like this. I mean, again, there's no news today. There's no reason for this move other than nah. the fact that there's a, and I'm not picking on you, there's a bunch of Stevens that did exactly the same thing, whether it be Bigfoot yeah. or whether it be whoever that's decided to bid this stock up, they know they got a hundred Stevens caught short and they're going to rip their faces off come Monday morning. It's just, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things where I thought this is a too good to be true short pattern. I'm going to take it with big size. And then when it didn't work out or it behaved different to how I'd expect, I didn't cut it. And it, and I still believe obviously someone's evidently propped it up. But they've propped it up with a big, with a bigger account size than what I've got. Sure. <laughs> and uh, there's I can't fight against a big in institution, and uh, I shouldn't have switched my plan. I mean, I understand what I've done wrong. I, I didn't have the 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 finance and the account to risk as as far as they could push it. Yeah, and that's uh, you, we talked about it in the Jesse Livermore. Yeah, I, I personally, I think AFMD is a is a incredible short opportunity. Yeah. Typically, it takes about uh uh you know typically it takes about a week for these episodes to air I, I i mean i don't know i don't have my crystal ball with me but i'm confident by the time this episode airs afmd will probably be right back where it came from but as yeah. as jesse livermore said and uh, you, know, you know or well i don't know if he said it but it's been quoted many times you know these stocks these markets they can they can remain you know, uh, irrational longer than you can say, stay solvent. Yeah. And, and ultimately I think it's a great trade idea, but if you're on that front side, you're justifying into the weekend, you get caught short Monday. These are the kinds of moves that, that punish you for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, but what I've obviously come to realize is that it's more important than ever when you're going in with size to stick to your original plan. You cannot change your plan, especially when you go in bigger size than normal. You've got, that's the time to be more rigid than ever before. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Um, well, and that's, that's before you move on and I, and I want to let you talk, but, but that is a great, lesson to the listeners. I mean, I mean, please write that down. It, it, you know, it happens to the best of us. You get too overly biased, you get too aggressive, 
But if you're staring at a trade that you've decided for whatever reason, and again, I make mistakes every day. Part of being trading is, you know, I use the baseball analogies. The best players in baseball only get a hit three out of 10 times. We all make mistakes. But if you recognize that you're getting stubborn and you've put on twice or three times or four times the position size and this trade is not working, write that down and say, I, I'm out. Or, or, take your, or cut your size in half. Go, go back yeah. to where you would normally be. You can always scale in and out. I mean, if you're not under the PDT, if you're under the PDT, that gets difficult. But if you see yourself in that situation, going into a weekend, twice the size, and this thing ain't working, recognize that and, and, and ultimately learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is just to, to not break your plan and, uh, it's, it's sad, but the, the, uh, there's three stages of trading for me. There's the first phase where you just lose all the time and you can't seem to do anything right. And every trade you seem to lose and you win an average is 10%, 20%, 30%. The second phase of trading for me is when you battle more with discipline and you know how to make money, but every now and then you get overconfident and you just deviate from the plan and you lose everything that you've made. And that's the second phase. And then the third phase I think is profitability. And I'm stuck right now in that second phase. And it's kind of reminds us of Michael when he was saying he started with 25K and two years later, he ended with 25K. Right. It took him two years to get out of that up and down. I feel like I'm just in a similar thing. I, I, eight months ago, I was down four and a half grand. I made it all back. And now I'm down five grand. <laughs> it's just like, I just give back everything I made. Well, and, and this is where... I'd like to talk, you know, we, we talk a lot about psychology and, 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 and especially cognitive biases in trading. I mean, probably the number one downfall of traders is, is uh, confirmation bias. You know, you're in a trade, every, every bit of news you read, you know, you say, say you're short a stock, you ignore every bit of positive news, but you focus on every bit of negative news because it confirms your bias. Because now everything you read negative, you, you're like, yeah, yeah, this trade will work. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. I think, and, and, you know, and to the listeners, and this is to you too, Stephen, kind of just between you and I. I mean, I mean, this is, you're still just a little over a year into this. And I think kind of where you're at is it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. D-U-N-N-I-N-G-K-R-U-G-E-R. The Dunning-Kruger effect where, and I don't think you fit the mold perfectly, but I'm going to, I'm going to kind of paraphrase. And that's where you go from. You go quickly from knowing very little about something to knowing a lot in, in a few months or a year. And then you kind of feel like you're there and you know it. it all and, 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 and you're done. And then I think where you're at in, in January and February is you, you've taken some lumps and it's, it's, it's kind of got to eliminate a little bit of that Dunning Kruger effect. And you need to step back and be like, okay, maybe I got a little aggressive. Maybe I quote unquote knew this stock was going down and I got a little complacent holding into the weekend and, and I got it too aggressive with my size. And those are lessons because you, you said it. And I think it's a great lesson for the listeners is, you knew you were too big size. You knew you were getting stubborn. You knew you shouldn't hold into the weekend. I, I talk about this a lot. Monday mornings yeah. are called money Monday for a reason. 
you know, a lot of these sketchy stocks will put out press releases on Monday morning. I mean, I mean, the perfect example, you know, if, if, if you're a sketchy penny stock, are you going to release a press release on Friday afternoon? Or are you going to sit on that thing till Monday morning? And, and this AFMD had no news, but one of the reasons you avoid getting stubborn over the weekend is lots of times they'll issue those press releases and then these stocks become a perfect short sell on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because you didn't, didn't get trapped short over the weekend. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, like I say, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny cycle where you think you're making progress, you're making progress, you're making progress, then you get totally humbled. And then you're like, shit, I need to stop trading loads of different patterns. And I need to just trade one or two and track the data on them. And then you win a couple of trades, you start doing well, and then you go further, further, further. And then it just, you get knocked right back. You're like, shit, I need to stick to the patterns. And um, I got overconfident again. And this is about, this is about the fourth, fourth time I've just sat back and think, you've done it again. You've got overconfident and got away from the patterns that you know again. And uh, you just wonder how many times you need to hear it before it sinks in. I mean, eventually it sinks in a little more every time, but it's a, uh, it's a funny thing. Yeah. I mean, and no doubt it's, I, I understand it's, it's frustrating and, and it's aggravating, but I've seen, you know, and again, I've, I've been there. Um, and, and if you talk to any long-term successful trader, they'll, they'll say they've been there and it's just a year, 14 months in the grand scheme of things. I mean, if you're trading 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it, these are lessons that you need to take. They're lessons that you need to learn from. But in the grand scheme of things, I look at it as just, it's, it's a speed bump. This, this isn't, this isn't finding out, you know, your girlfriend is pregnant, marrying the other guy and flying off the rocks on your glass ridden bicycle. This is, I think this is just a speed bump in the road for you. Yeah, no, it's, and I, I don't really, um, it's funny, like when I told my friend, I was like, I sent it me flatmate, I've just lost 4.8. Was this, was this, dollars. was this, <laughs> were, were you talking to Touche about this or not? No, no, I was talking to me flatmate, I was like, and me flatmate, obviously, $4.8 thousand dollars is a ridiculous amount of money for him, but he doesn't know that, like, I'll have, I've had thousand dollar days before, I've had days where I've lost $600, I've had months where I've made four grand, but for him to say, I've just lost $4.8 thousand dollars, he's like, unbelievable. Um, but no, nah, I mean, it was funny. I like the first people I spoke to after was me, mom and dad. And I said to me, mom and dad, I was like, look, not going to believe this, but I've just lost $4.8,000. And, um, mom and dad were like, how much of it was your money? And I was like, well, my account was 25,000. I was up 27 and a half. I'm now 22 and a half. So I've actually only lost 2.5,000 of what was, what was mine that I'd put in. Right. And, uh, they were saying, how much have you lost overall? I was like, well, I was down five grand. I made it all back and then I've lost it again. Like, see, so you've not really lost anything since the initial five learning. And I was like, nah. And they're like, do you know what you did wrong? I was like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, um, I went too big on a setup and I didn't cut it and I changed my plan. And they're like, if you trade small, will you take losses like that? I was like, no, if I trade small, I'll just take a hundred dollar losses if, if losses come. And they're like, they're like, just carry on going. You, you'll be fine. You need the experience. You need to keep trucking on. I think, I think, I think we should it's funny to gather from your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was just going to suggest, I know the producers listening. I, I think we should get Steven's parents scheduled as a future guest. I like their trading advice. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is I might, I might be out of a job because they basically said everything I'm supposed to be the Johnson cast. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm supposed to be this salty, you know, veteran that, that, that knows all well, I, first of all, I never think I know it all, but I'm supposed to be this guy with all this experience 
And here's Steven's parents who've never, or I don't think traded, just gave you all the same advice I gave you. <laughs> nah, it's, it's mental. The more I learn, the first year is all about learning the patterns. Once you learn how to make money, once you, know, once you learn one or two patterns, you know how to make money. Uh, the, the second year of learning for me is completely about discipline. Sticking to the patterns, you know, when the trades aren't there, don't take other trades, don't get overconfident and take random trades and think that you're great. Um, like the, uh, the POTN short I took the other day was $700 win. But in fairness, I've not shorted that pattern before, so I shouldn't have even done it. Because another day it would have turned into a $1,000 loss. Right. You should really know the patterns inside out that you're trading. And don't ever change your plan. Ever. Ever. Yeah, ever, is, ever. 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 Especially, and, and we'll close on this, and I appreciate the honesty, Stephen. I know all the listeners do, but... We, we, we talk about the plan, the plan, the plan, and, and people, I don't know, maybe some people get, get sick, of, sick of it over people and over. People think like you're joking. People, mm-hmm. people don't take it seriously. I didn't take it seriously. I didn't take it seriously. When you say don't show, don't show it over the weekend, and when you're saying uh, don't, don't um, for example, say be careful short and pre-market, and I'm like, ah, it's not going to happen to me. I know, I know this. I know that. And then the next thing you know, you take a $5,000 loss, and you're just like, ah, he was right. <laughs> He's saying it for a reason. <laughs> well, I think the, the best takeaway for everybody from this episode is, is uh, and Stephen, I think you said it very well, is the first year was learning the patterns. I mean, you know, you, you can recognize a good trade. You can recognize a setup. You know how to yep. dig through the filings, recognize there's a, potentially an offering coming. You, going back to that Dunning-Kruger effect, I mean, you've got all of this knowledge. Now, you know, 2018, it's just, it's, it's, it's the discipline. And um, hopefully through the podcast, through other users online, you know, I think you'll get there. I, I, I think that as we proceed on this journey with the Steady Trade podcast, I, I think we will be able to improve your uh, discipline. And, and I think as much as it hurts today, that, that is a, that, that's a wound. It is but a flesh wound in the, in the, Monty Python, Holy Grail sense, you'll be back and, 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 and just, just keep with your setups, stick to your plan and never, ever, ever add more size on a short going into a weekend. I mean, there's a lot of lessons to take away from that. Um, yeah, it, it, it almost, just, it almost never, almost never works when you add oh, to a short, short going into a weekend that uh, add to a short, that's not working. Yeah. And it was almost like, I just, I wanted, I knew that it was manipulated and I wanted to fight the people manipulating the stock because I could see every indicator was bearish, but they're sitting laughing thinking, do you know how many shorts are going to pile in this? We're mm-hmm. going to take them all out and we're going to make tons of money by pushing this stock up. You've, you you can't fight the the whoever's behind it. The yeah. they you can't fight them. You cannot fight them. Yep. You will they, be crushed. They, yep. Yep. No. You know whether all of us put together don't have as much money as they. That's for sure. <laughs> and there's a lot of people. A lot of people talk about them and they and trading. And you always think, well, who are they? What What are people talking about? And basically, they are sketchy shit goes on all the time. And as a day trader, you've got to dodge it. Mm-hmm. If something looks funny or up, you've got to just get out. If the pattern doesn't behave like normal, get out. I could have won $300 and still been trading 300 up on the month. Uh, overall profitable green. But I didn't. I decided I would be 
I'd fight a trend. And uh, you, no matter how bearish the indicators are, you cannot fight a trend. I've unfortunately learned it again. Well, again, thank you, Stephen. I do really appreciate the, the honesty. I mean, I think that's how you get better. That's how you grow. And I think as much as, as, much as you don't want to hear it, I, I think the listeners will get great value from this. We've all been there. I've been there. They've been there. If, if you're listening and you haven't been there, odds are at some point you'll be sitting in Stephen's chair. And, and hopefully you guys took a little bit away from this. And, and I think you'll get there, Stephen. We just got to work on the discipline and we'll get there. Yeah, and, and hopefully, I hope this doesn't happen to other people, but uh, unfortunately, no, it will, because it happens. It just, you have to lose the learn. You have to make the mistakes yourself, but yeah. Hasta luego. Hi, this is Erica Meyer from Toronto, Canada, and when I'm sitting at the cottage, I like to listen to Stephen and Tim on Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write us a glowing review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Toronto. Mm-hmm.